Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, hoop heads. We all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com. Spelled A-R-Y-S-E. And use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Thank you for listening to the Hashtag Laker Podcast, your homie's pod for all things Lakers. Hashtag perfectly for your ears. Brought to you by the Hoopheads Podcast Network. We wanted to take a brief moment here to ask our listeners to hop on over to Apple Podcasts to leave us a five-star review or rating. Your review or rating means so much to us, and it goes a long way to help us continue producing this podcast. We'd appreciate it very much. Again, thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy today's show. Hey, what's up and welcome to the Hashtag Laker Podcast, part of the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. I'm Yo Lagazzo. I'm joined by McKay Westbrook and John Webb Lagazzo today. But before we start, though, I'd like to remind our listeners about the special holiday episode featuring you and your Laker story. Record your story on a voice memo or video and send it to our email, hashtag LakersPodcast at gmail.com. And your story will be featured in the holiday episode. If you have any questions, reach out to us via email or uh, message us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. We're happy to answer any of your questions. But John Webb. McKay, the Lakers have the top two players in the world. Hey, I mean, that that's uh, apparent from from the outcome of of uh, the finals and how well they both played. And I I think part of the reason why, um, at least according to ESPN, um, they're listed as the top two is because of how well they they ended up playing together. Yeah, per ESPN, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right. I, like like you guys, right? I saw ESPN's ranking from 1 to 100, and even as a Laker fan, I'd say it's pretty terrible. <laughs> and doesn't really give much credit to some outstanding players. Yep. As a Laker fan, do I want to have the claim that we have the top two players in the league wearing purple and gold? Absolutely. Right, like 17 times, absolutely. LeBron at number one, yeah, makes sense. That's locked in. AD at two, uh, I don't know about that one, guys. I I don't know. With with the way he played in the playoffs, he kind of made me believe it. Um, Other than, than the actual finals in the playoffs, I almost felt like AD was playing 
better than LeBron James, uh, to be honest. But I, I definitely feel you when it, it comes to ESPN's um, top top anything. You know, I mean, <laughs> it, it's it's like they they were like it's somebody who doesn't know anything about basketball that just like heard things in the news. Like um, they're like, Oh yeah. LeBron and Anthony Davis led the Lakers to a championship. So they're one and two. And then, Oh yeah. Wasn't that guy, uh, Antetokounmpo, uh, uh, MVP. We'll throw him in next. And uh, I heard that that European kid was going off this year. So he's next. And yeah, you know, and, and then I don't know, like, Maybe they're Portland fans because they threw Nikola joke or oh oh you wanna know what? I was I was reading it long wrong. I was thinking they threw uh Nurkic. No way, dude. I, I, I was like <laughs> I was like, what is going on? I it's because they have a, a video of Damian Lillard underneath. Uh I, I was tripping out for a little bit. Okay, I can understand Jokic maybe in the top 10, but I don't know. I I would probably have him top 20, but I don't know that he's a top 10 player. Top right. 10 player. Right. I don't know. Yeah. It, it got kind of ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, look, I would have to agree, you know, with, with their one and two, but for the rest of it, you know, I have some disagreements there. Um, and, but, you know, I'm really just focusing on, on number one and two here because, you know, other teams in the league will never understand how it feels to be the number one team in the NBA with the two best players in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, um, I mean, you, you could have probably said that a, a couple of years ago with, um, with Katie and Steph Curry, that when they were on the same team, that was arguably number one and two in the league, arguably. Uh, I mean, that's, uh, that's true, guys. I, I think that's true. Could be top three. I mean, because LeBron was still up there um, uh, with them. So uh, I would have put LeBron one, Steph at three, KD at two. But um, that's just me. Uh, and also, you know, I, I understand that guys like <clears throat> Steph and Durant didn't play much. That's fair. But it's still questionable where they rank them. I yeah. mean, you, got, you do have Giannis, Kawhi, and Harden that had claims to maybe that number two spot too. Yeah, I don't know. All I know is, is we have the superstar duo in LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And today, Keith, Keith, Markeith Morris, uh, caught them having a taking an ice bath in the parking lot. You know, that's that's what the number one and two player in the world have to do. <laughs> hey, hey, it's dedication. You know, when you can't, you don't have access to all of the facilities and all the means that you maybe once did before, like you, you make it happen. You know, they, yep. they don't make excuses. They make it happen. Yep. Yep. Uh, anyway, <laughs> today is actually going to be our season preview. Um, and so for the rest of the episode, we, we, we want to sort of, um, you know, predict how our seasons will, will look like uh, getting in, get into a discussion about the starting lineup and, and rotations uh discuss probably you know our toughest matchups that we believe and then on the last segment we're gonna kind of throw it to you guys we have a few mailbag questions from you guys so we'll answer those um but let's let's go ahead and start we we we, we spent a lot of time talking about <laughs> this espn ranking ranking um you know 
at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter too much what, what ESPN ranks people because they, they don't make a lot of sense anyway. Uh, but uh, John Wyndham, Emily, or Emily. Hey, John Wyndham and Emily. That's, that's your <laughs> wife. <laughs> so John Wyndham McKay, uh, what would you predict our season uh, would look like? You know, are we going to be number one in the West or somewhere in the top four? Do you see us winning uh, under or over over 47 games? I mean, we're number one as, as far as I'm concerned. Are, are there threats that number one spot? Yeah, of course. You have a revamped Nuggets team. You got Jokic, Murray, uh, with the addition of Jermichael Green and Paul Millsap. You have a team in the other aisle, Kawhi and PG, um, with their additions, Ibaka and Luke Kennard. Then you have sleepers in Utah with Mitchell and Gobert. That's that's a team that really, you know, I don't know if you guys remember, but they took the Nuggets to the seven-game series without their second-leading scorer in Bogdanovich. And, you know, you have Dame time. That's still scary to me. And McKay, you know, kind of talked about it. You got the wonder kid, Luca. You can't sleep on him. And honestly, you got the Suns, too. You know, you got Booker, Aiden. And with the addition of CP3, it's, it's, a, scary, it's a scary Western Conference. Um, but I do firmly believe that the Lakers are number one. Yeah, I, I feel like every year the Western Conference – continually gets stronger and better it, and crazier super teams are are formed um i i definitely think there are a lot of threats but um one thing i think you got to remember is that ad came to the team this last year lebron and ad had only been together one year and they took the number one spot in the west um i can only foresee them getting uh, greater cohesion and and just working better together mm-hmm. um, along with the incredible additions that we've had to our team this off season, which, you know, arguably were, were better than we were last season. Uh, I, I don't think that there's a reason other than, you know, knock on wood injuries that um, that we shouldn't have the, the number one spot unless, you know, Paul George starts, playing like somebody who deserves a uh, five-year $226 million contract. I you know? can't believe you mentioned that man's name <laughs> <laughs> on my podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had to do it. It's too ridiculous. Oh, my gosh, dude. Anyway, um, speaking of injuries or, or potential injuries, hopefully no injuries, but um, there was a discussion, you know, LeBron was asked about, or maybe it wasn't LeBron. I think it was Frank Vogel who was asked about, uh, whether um, LeBron was going to be uh, was going to you know you know do some load managing this season, and he said you know LeBron and I have discussed it and we'll make a decision and make a plan for 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 LeBron. So uh, you know my question to you guys here before we take a break is you know how much do you want LeBron load managing and taking a page off of the Clippers handbook? Um, uh, and what will that do to our record and 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 team going forward? Uh, I mean, you know, LeBron said it. If if he feels healthy, then he's gonna play. But I think at the same time, you just gotta listen to your body. Um, you know, at the end of Kobe's career, uh, back in in 
2012 when he tore his Achilles tendon um, that he he pushed himself too too hard and that that was partially I think um, coaching decisions that uh, ended up in in that disaster but because he tore his Achilles tendon um, he ended up never being the same um, players didn't want to come to LA for a while uh, and so that that could be a big threat to our future championship aspirations you know I I strongly think that um, especially with LeBron signing uh, that extension and and uh, AD as well we've got we could have the championship on lock for the next two or three years but um, mm-hmm. you know as as these guys get older their body is going to be more prone to injury and they've got to listen to that and not push themselves above what they're capable. I mean, I still think that they're, um, they're capable of playing at the highest levels. Um, we didn't see a ton of load management on them this last season and, and they did great. Um, but you know, always, always an ounce of caution, you know? Yeah. And the Lakers really had, the shortest season, you know, the, the heat and the Lakers, um, the shortest off season. So yeah, I agree. You got, you got to check your body as a, as a fan. I want them to play as a Laker fan. I want them to play, but yeah, you gotta, you just gotta check your body. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in the same boat because of his age and I, because I want him to be completely healthy during the playoffs especially um, I'm okay with LeBron doing some load managing. I know that there's a, a new rule out there that you're going to get fined a hundred K each time that the team does this on purpose. Um, but, you know, um, I'm sure, you know, I trust the coaching staff. I, I trust our um, uh, LeBron James to know his body well. And, and, and uh, I trust them to, to lead us. To, to a championship again. So um, hopefully it'll work out um, uh, for us this season. But, uh, yeah. oh, what'd you want to say? Oh, no, I was just uh, saying maybe we'll chalk it up to uh, uh, to them being, I don't know, slightly injured so that they can they can take a break and, and we don't get fined. But um, our, our team is, is super deep this year too. And I actually sure. wouldn't mind... Um, them load managing so that some of these guys could get even more playing time. Right. Right. A lot of new pieces that need to fit together. And we're going to talk about that after the break, actually. So let's, I mean, that's a good segue. Let's, let's take a break here. Um, we'll continue our discussion. Uh, we'll get into the starting lineup discussion rotations and, and then talk about specific matchups. So stay tuned guys. And we'll talk to you soon. Hey, Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Hashtag Lakers. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Cavalier Central, Risen Grind, Knuck If You Buck, 305 Culture, and Blazing the Path. Also, don't miss our coaching-focused podcasts, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, 
player's court, and bleachers and boards. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hey guys, this is McKay with the Hashtag Laker Podcast. I wanted to talk to you about Jersey Bird, your number one custom jersey shop. They've got high-quality, low-priced jerseys for you, your family, and friends. The folks at Jersey Bird are really dedicated to bringing you the very best jerseys, with a focus on dependability, durability, and customer satisfaction. They've even got custom Kobe and LeBron high school jerseys for you to enjoy. So don't show up to your buddy's watch party looking like a bum. Hop on jerseybirdofficial.com, take a look at their selection, and use promo code LAKERS to get 10% off your order. Again, that's promo code LAKERS to get 10% off your order at jerseybirdofficial.com. Welcome back to the Hashtag Laker Podcast. I'm here with McKay and John Webb, and we're continuing our discussion from before the break. Uh, in this segment, we want to uh, talk about uh, the starting lineup and uh, matchups. Um, you know, not, now that uh, our roster is almost complete, we have 14 players on the on the team. We're kind of hard capped right now. We can't really add anyone until later on or uh uh, something happens with Quinn Cook, but uh, um, you know uh, this is actually one of our mailbag questions uh, for later to uh, later in this third segment. But I'll bring it up here now. Aiden M. Baller asked, uh, "What is your idea of the best starting lineup for the team?" Um, and I kind of want to expand that into the discussion on on our bench rotations. So, John Webb and, and McKay, what do you guys think? You know, for me, it's 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 got to be, you know, LeBron, Davis, Gasol, and then a combination of KCP and uh, Wes Matthews at that at those wing spots. Um, and I know you guys give me grief every time I say this, but you know, I I think Schroeder and Harold coming off the bench uh, is is something that that we'll need for that energy. And, uh, you know, maybe a combination of Caruso, Keefe, and uh, Kuzma at the three or four, because they're pretty interchangeable there. Then you got, you know, next up is probably THT, uh, McKinney. Then you got Costas and Kaycock. Um, And, you know, Dudley is kind of our our bench, (laughs) our bench cheer. Hey, he's, he's a great cheerleader. I like him. Um, I, I think kind of similarly to, uh, John Webb, uh, definitely, you know, LeBron and AD, um, I think Gasol should have that starting, uh, center position just so Montrez can come off the bench and give that extra spark. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, with LeBron controlling the basketball, a lot of times, uh, I don't think it would be a bad idea to, put both KCP and maybe Dennis Schroeder in the starting lineup just so that we've got uh, two wings that can can both uh, hit the three ball when 
when both LeBron and and Anthony Davis are are commanding attention, I think um, we'd be able to spread the floor really well that way. Uh, and and I I think it could potentially work. Um, you know, things will definitely change depending on what our matchup is, um, how defensive minded we need to be. Uh, mm-hmm. Wes Matthews will definitely uh be a defensive piece i think for us um so we'll see but i would love to see uh montrez and kuzma caruso continue to be that spark off the bench i think they provide a lot of high energy and i think that's a great role for them yeah i mean i i you know to to some extent i think I, i agree with with your your thoughts the both of you um i like having the those core four players there in Anthony Davis, LeBron, um, Marc Gasol, and KCP in this starting lineup, but I think the the you know the 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 fifth spot um, is kind of it can be interchangeable depending on the matchup. Uh, you can you know slot Schroeder in there, um, or you can put uh, Caruso in there or Matthews. Uh, you know, depending on who we're going against. Uh, at the end of the day, I think uh, we have several options. Yeah, we have several different options, like we saw in the playoffs. Um, you can play around with that starting lineup uh, based on the matchups, and and you know I I trust in in the coaching staff to to make the right adjustments for each team. Obviously, um, you know we have seventy two games. It's the long season, long but short season, right? Um, this this year, and uh, I think we need to make sure that uh, whoever is going to be um, you know the the playoff uh, rotation. Uh, you know in our playoff rotations, right? The nine or uh, nine or ten players that are going to be in uh, playing uh, in the playoffs most of the most minutes. Um, I think um, that they need to get in. Uh, they need to get some reps in throughout the whole season. So playing it with that uh, lineup as much as possible with their lineups as much as possible. Um, I like the idea of Trez coming off the bench. I like his energy, like you guys said. Um, and uh, it's going to be a little bit weird this season because our two-way players will get a little bit more lenience uh, and they'll be able to uh, join the team a little bit more. I think it's like 50 games from uh, and last season or the seasons before, it was like uh, 45 days instead of games. So, I mean, 50 games is a lot of games that they can um, play. So I I would imagine that Kostas and Kaycock will have some some run uh, with with uh, with the roster here. I'm excited to see what THT can bring this season. You know, he, I think he's getting um, hyped uh, a lot right now. Um, we'll see. I hope we don't, you know, I hope Lakers uh, fans don't push – Put too much expectations on him, like we did with Kuzma, um, because then you know uh, you, we saw what happens there. Um, but uh, but THT has a lot of potential. I think he can he, he can handle a little bit of that pressure. Well, hold on, hold on. So the expectation for Kuzma after his rookie season was not unwarranted, you know, because he. He balled out his rookie se- rookie season, so I think it was expected that Lakers fans expected a little bit more from him. Sure, okay. And 
And coming into this season, you have two even more important people that have expectations on Kuzma, LeBron James and the architect, Lord Palinka. So <laughs> you have to think about that. Yeah, and hey, I mean, if you're coming to LA, if you want to play with the Lakers, you're you're playing under the brightest lights that there are in the NBA. Um, you got to know that there's going to be a lot of pressure. There's going to be some expectations of you. Now, that being said, um, I think of anybody on the the Lakers roster, there is a lot less pressure on THT than there is on probably anybody else. You know, we have these sure. <laughs> great, incredible players that have been great their entire careers that, that are coming to LA and we expect big things of them, even though they have to play alongside LeBron and Anthony Davis. Um, we obviously, you know, LeBron James continues to hype up Kuzma and, and hopefully he um, continues to improve and he becomes more consistent. Um, but I, I think THT will be all right. The, the biggest pressure I think there's going to be for him is pressure that he puts on himself. Um, just sure. to be able to fight for those those precious minutes just because our team is so, so deep that it's going to be a real struggle for him to to get any of that playing time unless we're, uh, you know, unless he, he's a real standout or we end up being like um, the championship Warriors team that only had to play their stars through three quarters <laughs> because they dominated the game so so much that they could put in whoever during the fourth and still win. Right. I mean, well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm 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 hopeful for him. He has a lot of potential, a lot of upside. So uh, we'll see what happens with him. But I want to kind of pivot now, and and, and now that we've you know discussed our uh, starting lineup, the rotation players that we have, the players that we have on our, on our team. Um, I kind of want to uh, now pivot to to these matchups. You know. Um, one of the questions that I had was, you know, which teams out there are, are going to be our toughest matchups, uh, either in the, the West or the East? What do you guys think? I think the cop-out answer is they all will be tough. <laughs> but I trust in the chemistry of this team and the adjustments of our coaching staff. The, the worst matchup for us is really the team who's going to surprise this staff, uh, a team that's that's similarly as deep and has – as many plug and play players as, as we do. And you know, that, that team last year, right. Was, was the Miami heat. And I, I expect the same. I think they're going to be a, a matchup to watch for us. Yeah. I, you know, I was, I was pretty surprised with um, the Miami, the Miami heat this last year, to be honest. Um, but I don't know. I, I think there's uh, potentially some, big changes coming to to Philadelphia, especially if, you know, something ends up happening with James Harden, that could be an incredible team. Um, mm-hmm. Jonas is, is going to um, continue to be a threat. The, the more experience he gets, you know, I, I can't imagine he's going to be happy with continuing to go out early in the playoffs and he's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder. Um, so the bucks definitely are, are going to be um, ones to watch out for, uh, the nets you know we'll we'll see how oh, yeah. how kevin durant is now after his his injury mm-hmm. um yeah they they could very possibly be the most dangerous team in the east if he's playing anything like he was 
pre-injury. Um, that, that's for the East. Yeah. On the West, like John Webb said, there's man, it's it's really tough to know. You know, the the Clippers have um, continued to to get better. Um, they were pretty good last year. Sucked in the playoffs, but um, they'll they'll definitely be scary and uh who knows you wanna i'm not even i'm not counting out the the warriors this year they still they've got a healthy steph curry even though they lost clay thompson again um they they don't have a chump lineup either you know they've they've got um some great players that they they picked up Mm -hmm. in the last year and not a lot of people um talk about them i i I think he's kind of underrated, but Kelly Oubre Jr. joining their their squad, I right. think was a great acquisition. That guy is a baller. I've seen him play in person um, alongside Devin Booker, and those two by far were the standout guys on that Suns team. And I I think he's got even all star potential. So um, yeah. don't don't count out the Warriors. Yeah, and and don't forget Dame time. Don't forget Dame yeah. West. You know, you got Dame, CJ, and they added Cantor, Derek Jones Jr., and Robert Robert Covington to their lineup. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they shored up that um that wing slot that they needed so much help in. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think every year it, it's kind of weird. Like I feel like uh the eighth seed is reserved for the Portland Trailblazers. It's just like that that's their their seating for whatever reason even though I feel like they play a lot better than that and and yeah, they're dangerous. Yeah, there's a lot of dangerous teams out there. Um and you know, you I don't know if we mentioned Denver. I think they stacked up on a, a oh, lot yeah. of centers this year. I mean, they I mean, not to mention Bobo. My gosh, dude, that guy. <laughs> but, um, they did lose Jeremy Grant, which was a big loss to, for them. But I'm still worried about being, you know, uh, when we matched up against them this uh, last postseason, um, we had to get really physical. We had to bring in Dwight Howard, the tank, to kind of uh, um, bully Jokic. Um, we don't have Dwight anymore. We have Marcus Gasol and Trez. I don't know if they can be do- as dominant on the post or, or defending the post as, as Dwight Howard uh, was. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's, that's a concern. I mean, really um, the, de- the determine really our toughest matchups is, is to discuss, you know, we need to get into discussion of, you know, what potential holes do we have? What kind of weaknesses do we have uh, in the team? Um, but we don't really know yet because we haven't seen the team play. Right. Um you know, can but you know, off the top of my head, can we rely on Schroeder to defend his position against the likes of Dame and Curry? Um, and like I mentioned, can Marc Gasol and Trez protect the rim, like Dwight uh, and Javale were, were? You know, they were they were blocking monsters, dude, last season. Um, can they do that and so forth? So there's a lot of questions, but um, that's another discussion for another day that could take a whole a whole pod to talk about. But uh, you know, I'm in the East. You guys mentioned Miami, Sixers, Bucks. I don't. I don't really know about the Bucks, um, the Nets. There's a lot of questions from my perspective there. But uh, but yeah, um, why don't we go ahead uh, and take a, a, our last break here, and then when we come back, we'll continue. Um, well, we won't continue our discussion. We'll actually uh, have 
uh, our mailbag here. And we have a few questions from our listeners and our Instagram followers. And we'll answer some of those for you guys. So stay tuned, guys, and we'll talk to you in a minute. Hey guys, let me tell you about these delicious protein bars. They're called Built Bars. Ever heard of them? The typical protein bar is dense, gritty, and difficult to chew. Not Built Bar though. The texture is light and fluffy, and it's covered in perfectly tempered, 100% pure dark chocolate. With each bite you take, you will think you are cheating on your diet, indulging on a chocolate dessert. We think you'll agree. There isn't a more delicious way to get your protein. Built Bar is the favorite protein bar of many fitness trainers and fitness enthusiasts alike. My personal favorite is the cookies and cream. It's like eating a candy bar. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LakerPod to get 10% off your order. That's promo code LakerPod to get 10% off your order at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back to the Hashtag Laker Podcast. I'm here with John Webb and McKay. And on this last segment, we're going to answer a few questions from our mailbag here. Um, so the first question is from 1K Jones. Uh, sh- the question is, should Kuz and or Caruso be considered to start? I know we've talked about that, um, but what do you guys think? I can honestly envision this coaching staff doing it. Like, especially a shortened season. And Caruso and Kuzma are pretty plug-and-play with this core. Yep. And, you know, you could could see a starting lineup of LeBron, Davis, Gasol, or Harrell, and then all of a sudden you see Caruso or Kuzma in the lineup. Um, And these guys could do it. You know, every time Kuzma has started, he's – average 20 plus points per game and really a winning record for us um i could honestly see caruso um starting more than than i could kuz uh i i mean i really like caruso off the bench you know like we talked about earlier that the energy that he brings um he's just so scrappy of a player uh but i could i could definitely see him in the starting lineup um you know, for for whatever reason, I I picture Kuzma as that that reserve guy. I I think I did previously see him as as being that number three guy, um, that third option to. Uh, and you know, I I really hope that that he proves me wrong in this season. He turns into that, but um, I I see him more as a role player now and him continuing to come off the bench um not to say he couldn't fit in our starting lineup but uh i i think we stick to to other people when it when it comes to um starting coups especially if we're going to continue to uh play anthony davis at the four yeah I'm, i'm a little bit intrigued i'm intrigued with first caruso starting um we brought him out as our as our secret weapon in game six of the finals um, and you right. know how that turned out. We blew 
the Miami Heat out of the building. <laughs> um, but I think it would depend on the matchup, right? I think if you're going to go and put Caruso in, um, who are you going to take out? KCP or or someone else like Wesley Matthews or Schroeder, whoever, whoever's there. Um, so, I mean, it would depend on the matchup there uh, if you needed a more defensive-minded team. And if, if Schroeder was, was starting, then I'd take him out and put him in, you know, I put Caruso in in his place so you can have kcp there you know and you know it'll be more defensive minded um i mean i could see Kuz starting i don't know if it'll happen um it might be when ad it might be better when you know ad is at the five because then you can slot lebron in at the four um because Kuz really can't defend anyone at the four um (laughs) he's too he's too skinny for that so um even though even though you know i acknowledge that he's he's gotten a lot better on defense um that he's you know he's shown it he showed it throughout the whole postseason so um i guess it depends all right next question from r3 2015 the question was should the lakers extend kuzma if he puts up consistent numbers your thoughts i think always if the price is right you know and um, I, I like Kuzma when he's consistent, I say, absolutely. You know, I, I think he can be an asset to our team. Um, and he can be a real threat. So I say, absolutely. But, you know, with, with what we're working with right now, um, the, the price definitely has, has to be right. Um, I, I think of the Warriors team when it comes to all this, you know, when you max out uh Steph and Clay and Durant and Draymond Green um of of course those four are going to be dominant players uh but when you look at the rest of the team you know they've got a bunch of nobodies and when everybody gets injured uh they have the worst record in the league um so I I would hate for the Lakers to for that to happen to them you know I I want us to uh continue to be deep um, and that to a degree involves, um, you know, distributing that, that money correctly. Uh, so if, if the Lakers can work out something, some kind of good deal with Kuzma, that's fair to both him and us, uh, I I'm definitely for it. Yeah, I definitely agree. It all depends on the numbers Kuzma wants and how that fits into the Lakers future budget. Palenka did say he had a role for Kuzma, and LeBron James says he's going to make a major leap this next season. So I think it's kind of linked to the first question, really, is can Kuzma find a role, whether in the starting lineup or in the bench, where he's going to be that 3 and D guy or that wing defender or that, uh, that spark off the bench? We'll see. Yeah, I don't really have much to add. I, I I completely agree with with your your both of your comments. Um, so let's let's go on to our third question here, and I might include the fourth question here as well. So Dave Schmidt, uh, ninety nine, said, "Do we have any spots on the roster open for Powell?" And seven thirty two local asked, uh, "What do you think they'll do with uh, the fifteenth uh, roster spot? Keep Quinn Cook." wait for Ariza Powell or go with uh, 14 guys on the team to the buyout market later on. Um, what, do, what do you guys think 
if if we're talking about Powell, right? I'd love it. Every Laker fan should love it. But I don't know how the numbers will work here, just much like Kuzma, right? I, I think it'll be no- nostalgic, but coming off of an injury, I don't know how he'll contribute. He could be like another DeMarcus Cousins for us, but I, I'd love it. I think, for me anyways, there should always be a roster spot for Powell. Like, without without question, just because what he has meant for the Lakers, what he's meant for uh, the Bryant family. Um, I, I think if he wants to come and join our squad and he feels like he can contribute, um, I welcome him with open arms. Uh, I think he could still be a contributor. Um, I, I think he could do just as well, if, if not better than, than Mark still, you know, I, I think um, in my eyes, he was uh, the better of the two brothers. Um, They, I, I think he, he could definitely do well, um, even take his brother's spot, but um, it, it would probably be, you know, a one, one year thing. I think he probably would want to finish out his career with the Lakers. He is getting uh, up there in years and, um, I don't think he's got a ton left in the tank. That being said, I don't think we would necessarily give him a ton of minutes, um, but I could see him very well being a large part of the player coaching staff, kind of like what Jared Dudley is. Um, Jared Dudley doesn't necessarily get a ton of playing time, but he's out there um, in the locker room. Um, he's a great veteran. He's got a lot of knowledge. Um, and I, I think just overall, you know, that when, when I think of uh, embodiment of what the Lakers are, you know, you think of people like Kobe, but um, I think because of Powell's loyalty and, and dedication, I, I, I kind of see him as, as that to a degree as well. Yeah, I mean, I would love to have Powell back. Um, I don't know. You know, a, a lot of things have to go right for either Powell or Trevor Ariza or anyone can claim the 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 fifteenth spot. Right now, uh, we can't sign anyone. We have to stick with fourteen players, and there's only fourteen players on the roster. Um, uh, you know, there's some options, of course. Cook has a non-guaranteed contract, and the Lakers can cut him. You know, after training camp, they can cut him after preseason. And um, if Ariza is bought out um, and he's at OKC, if he's bought out uh, at OKC, the Lakers can sign him, but they can only sign him to the minimum uh, what Cook was was about to receive, right? And so they would still be 14 players. Otherwise, if Cook stays, right, if, he, if we end up keeping uh, Quinn Cook, they have to wait until later in the season uh, to sign that 15th player because at that point you could sign, uh, you know, any veteran at at the vet minimum deal at a prorated uh, rate. Um, you know, I, I don't know if, if a reason is going to be available at that time. I don't know if Powell is going to be available. Um, but uh, you know, a lot of things have to go right for us to be able to sign that 15th player. Um, uh, whether it's 
Pau or or Trevor Ariza. It's kind of funny that Pau and, and Trevor Ariza are out there in the market and they're trying to get back into the Lakers squad because they're the same. You know, they were in that team with with Kobe uh, and, and they won that championship. So um, it's pretty it's pretty funny to to see uh, full in full circle them retiring and and hope and you know potentially coming back to the Lakers. I was just gonna say it's definitely nostalgic having uh, Trevor Ariza and and having him maybe be available for us. But yeah, it's it's crazy. I I think if Trevor Ariza becomes available, he's not gonna stay available for very long. Um, so, I mean, unfortunately for Quinn Cook, we we might have to cut him again. Uh, <laughs> I think Trevor Ariza offers a, a ton of value and I loved him as, as Laker and I would love to see him come back. And I think um, most like likely scenario, if he becomes available, if he's bought it, you know, we can pick him up for the bet, the vet minimum. Um, and I don't see any reason why the Lakers would want to do, wouldn't want to do that. Um, and I think that's probably the best path to go. Um, and, you know, as far as, how goes as well um i i honestly see him more than likely signing like one of those one day contract type deals just to retire as a laker i don't know if he's uh actually (laughs) trying to come back and play i mean maybe he maybe he is um uh, we'll, we'll see i saw a video earlier today of of pal doing uh drills you know, he posted on his, uh, uh, I think it was his Facebook or Instagram, but yeah, I saw him doing drills. He was wearing a mask, doing a two-on-one, running pick and rolls. You know, he's he's definitely got a long way to go, but who knows? Maybe he'll be available in later in the season, in April. All, all he really has to do is stand there, and LeBron's going to pass him the ball. And, you know, he'll, he'll do his job underneath in, in, the, in the post. Um, but uh, I know he has a mid-range game too, so uh, got to be got to be careful with that for the, for the opposing teams. And he can pass. He can pass just like his brother. <laughs> um, all right, guys, I think that's it for the day. Uh, thank you guys so much for those questions. We appreciate it. Um, uh, keep them coming. We'll we'll we're, we'll make some time um, on our podcast at, at the end of our podcast for these for these questions if we get some more of them. All right, but that's that's it for today. Um, guys, make sure you follow us on Twitter at hashtag LakerPod. Follow, subscribe, and give us a five-star review if you like this episode on Apple Podcast. Um, we're also on uh, Spotify, Google, and you can find out the list of uh, available uh, podcast uh, apps we're on uh, if you visit our anchor page there. Uh, we'd appreciate all the the follows and, and the reviews, and it'll help us continue to pro- to produce this show. Uh, we're also on Instagram at Lakers Daily Scoop. With that said, have a great day. Root for the Lakers, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Games in the Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The lights out. Butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling, and the Jello is jiggling. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.